This is the Unapologetic J Podcast. I am your host, J Michelle. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for tuning in and listening to me. Oh, man. We got a new president. We got a new president. We got a new vice president. Trump is out of the office. Thank God. Sick of his shit. Trump has left the building. I want to welcome President-elect Joe Biden, Vice President Kamala Harris, a black woman. We got another black person in the office. This shit is dope. It's amazing. I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do for everybody. I know y'all like to be like, what are they going to do for black people? What are they going to do for black people? I want to see what they're going to do for everybody. So um, today... We're going to talk about something that's that's really important, especially if you have children. If you're a parent, this topic could be like a little taboo. I know in my experience of trying to discuss it on Facebook um, while I was pregnant, a lot of people were hesitant to talk about it. Some people spoke about it. Some people just didn't. Some people just grazed over it, but... I think it's important as a parent to talk about it. I know a couple of my friends um, talk to me about it often and we discussed it while um, I was pregnant. And then even after I had my son, y'all know I'm a new mommy. My son is four months old. He's the best. Stokely Haru. That's my, that's my boy. He's amazing. I could talk about him all day, just just by himself. <laughs> but um, I'm going to talk a, um, a little bit about about it because I'm still learning. I'm asking questions still. I'm still um, reading up on a lot of it. Um, we don't have no answers. It's just, you know, um, I don't want to say not speculation. It's just something that we're we're starting to get a little bit more information about that they most of them don't want us to have but yeah we um we got to talk about it it's an important conversation so we gonna get into some music first and then when i come back we gonna get into it okay let me press play on y'all real quick
Gone. 
today's topic we are going to talk about vaccinations and i'm not talking about covid vaccines i'm talking about the vaccinations that are required not by law but by the state to give your children your new babies i've had this debate with a couple of people Especially my sister, we it's gotten real heated with us talking about vaccinations. But um, there's a lot of information out there now that we have access to that we didn't have before. And I think it's important to share this information with you guys, whether you decide to vaccinate your children or not. It's up to you as a parent. I'm not here to judge anybody. I'm just here to give the information. And then, you know, once you're more informed, you can make a better decision for you and your kids. My son is not vaccinated. And um, I was having a lot of trouble with that because I'm vaccinated and I'm fine, of course. But his father was is absolutely against 
vaccinations. Some vaccinations I'm on the I'm on the fence about. Some vaccinations I'm just like absolutely not. And I know the one vaccination that's causing a lot of controversy is the MMR vaccination, the measles, mumps, and the rubella. And I was watching some information on YouTube and I learned that rubella is a disease or a virus or whatever that that's harmful to pregnant women. It's not even harmful to babies. If a baby has it and is around a pregnant woman, the pregnant woman could get it and then her fetus will pass. So they vaccinate babies for that. And that blew my mind because I'm like, you're going to vaccinate a baby to save. It's listen. When I heard that, I was like, what the what the fuck? <laughs> Honey, listen. So um, that that MMR shot is the measles, the mumps and the rubella all in one in two or three different doses. I was born in 1982. I'm 38 years old. I know I don't look it. Thank you. <laughs> but um, in 1986, 82, 86, there were 12 shots that children got. In 2019, there are 54 shots. And this, this graph is for... For the first four years. And then, okay, in 1986, it's 12 shots at 2, 4, 6, 15, 18, two years, four years old. And in 2019, with the 54 shots, first day out, head B. I declined that. Um, one month, two months, four months. 7, 12, 15 months, 18 months, 2 years old, 3 years old, 5 years old, 6 years old, 7 years old, 8, 9. They're adding influenza, but a lot of people really don't get the flu shot like that. And then they added HPV at 11 years old. I don't know what children are being sexually active um, at 11 years old to get an HPV shot. I guess it's a, they got to kick in before y'all start having sex or whatever. And then another HPV shot at 11 and a half years old. But um, the influenza is two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight years old. I just think that's a lot. I feel like that's a lot. That's a lot. 54 shots versus 12 shots back in the day. And um, I know these shots have been modified and changed and you know, made to fit new viruses that they create and make up so we could take the vaccines. I just feel like it's a lot. Um, My good brother, Facet, shout out to Facet. If you don't know who Facet is, you can follow him on Instagram. He is a photographer, an artist. He does... Um, he has lingerie that he sells, which is beautiful. And he posts beautiful women. And sometimes he gets serious and he posts things that are a little bit of more substance 
than than lingerie but he posted a video that i want to share with y'all because this lady makes a lot of points and then it says that after work doing this work that she does they killed her so i would just want to share the information with you guys like i said i'm not here to judge nobody i can't tell y'all what to do with y'all kids or anything like that but I'm just here to spread knowledge and to share what I know. So all of us are a little bit more informed than we have been. The information is available. So I'm going to go into the video now. Merck. And when it came out that Merck had falsified safety data and Vioxx actually had twice the increase in heart attacks and strokes, people taking it, um, it really made me realize that there was a lot of corruption behind the scenes and that just because something is on the market, a drug is on the market, doesn't mean it's safe. So after working for Merck, I was pretty disillusioned over the whole scandal and I, I lived in Europe for eight years and I had my son over there and I brought him back uh, vaccine, vaccine free at six months to San Francisco. And when I went to a well visit, I, they pushed for vaccines. And at that point I hadn't done a lot of research in it, but I knew enough not to trust pharmaceutical drugs. And I asked to see a vaccine insert and the doctor got very upset at me and claimed I didn't trust him. And he stormed out of the room and the nurse let me know that I wasn't really welcome back in that clinic anymore. So something similar like that happened to me. I wasn't kicked out and no one cursed me out or anything like that. But the, the doctor that saw my son told me, ran down a list real quick of vaccines. He's going to get this, he's going to get that. And I'm like, okay, well, let me see a printout or the insert of all the things that you're going to give him. And, you know, let me read it and go over it. Oh, he's just going to get everything everybody else get. One, I don't know what everybody else gets. This is my first child. And I want to read what you're giving him so I can decide if this is okay in my spirit to give it to my baby. And I was dismissed. So the next hospital visit, the next wellness visit was his um, two months. And, um, well, rewind. When she asked about the hep B shot, I said, we didn't get the hep B shot when he was born. Oh, my God, that's so dangerous. Like, you guys need to get it. And I'm like, well, because they do that. They try to make you feel bad if you don't go along with what they say. Like, if you want to do your own research and try to figure it out yourself and see the ingredients in it and stuff like that, they, they, they really want to give you a hard time because they want you to just get the vaccine. But if you really are curious and want to know what you're putting into your child, you shouldn't be cussed out and kicked out of the hospital or, or the clinic. Like that just shows you that there's a motive. Money, we know big pharma, 
it's a business at the end of the day. We live in a capitalist country. This shit is not solely for our benefit. Every everyone at the top is it's money. It's not because they give a fuck about you because they don't. Let's hear some more of what she has to say. And that was a huge red flag for me, knowing what I knew from being a pharmaceutical sales rep uh, before. And I started to do my research into vaccines and the ingredients and the flawed safety data. And what came to light was um, many things, but one of them was that aluminum is the main adjuvant in vaccines, in childhood vaccines. And I had experience with that, with researching that and the toxicity of aluminum because my grandmother had breast cancer and the doctor biopsied her tissues and there were high levels of aluminum. And he told us that she needed to get off traditional deodorant and that, that the aluminum in there was linked to breast cancer. It was Okay, so that's another important point. I use now aluminum-free deodorant. I've known for years that there's aluminum in deodorant, which is connected to breast cancer. So while I was pregnant, I stopped using Dove deodorant. I don't know if it's aluminum in that, but I stopped using it. I got a Dr. Teal's um, aluminum-free deodorant. It says it on the label in the front, aluminum-free, because I had planned on breastfeeding. So I got the aluminum free deodorant. It's, it don't work that great, but still it's aluminum free. You know what I'm saying? And when I take a shower at night, I don't put deodorant on. Um, if you watch this uh, documentary on Netflix that was very popular at one point called What the Health, it tells you about a lot of things, especially this aluminum situation that's connected to breast cancer. And so since I decided to breastfeed, I stopped using the Dove deodorant. I started using the aluminum-free Dr. Teal's deodorant. But to know that aluminum is in the vaccine, I mean, do you want that in your kid's body or... Let's continue to listen. Carcinogenic. So that was a big red flag for me when I realized those were uh, in childhood vaccines and I, I, I couldn't believe it actually. Um, and then I started to do more and more research and I realized that the U.S. gives twice as many vaccines on the childhood schedule than most developed countries. And the real health crisis is the fact that our kids are sicker than any other country in the developed world. Our children are sicker than any other country in the developing world. Like I said, referring to the graph earlier, in 1986, you had a certain amount of vaccines. Now, since 2019-20, it's like 50, 60 vaccines. And this is in this America, this is like the best, the best place to live and the best place to be. And then our children are more sick than anybody that's crazy and this is despite spending uh, more per capita on health care so we have highest rates of SIDS um, asthma food allergies ADHD childhood leukemia diabetes type 1 and this to me was the true health crisis so 
And the more I dug into this, what I realized was vaccines are not uh, for public health. It's really about profit, pharmaceutical company profit. And the thing about vaccines is that you don't have to do the same rigorous safety studies as you do for other pharmaceutical drugs because they're classified as a public health measure versus a pharma drug. So for vaccines, uh, they have a totally different uh, type of safety study. It's very short in duration. It's not double-blind, placebo-based, which is the gold standard for pharmaceutical drugs. And vaccines aren't, aren't held to the same rigorous safety studies. So if you look into them, it's very easy to manipulate the data and present that as, um, as something that's safe. But okay. So if I would be more comfortable with giving my son or any children vaccines if it were like we was talking about earlier with the COVID vaccine, like they come up with this vaccine in like a year or less than a year, and then it's all these side effects, people are getting sick, people are dying, and things like that with this short amount of time to study it and then you have these vaccines that are kind of like one size fit all for children and then it kind of backfires because we don't they're babies so we don't know like what their allergies are we don't know like how it's gonna affect them if there's gonna be some type of reaction like when you go to your pharmacy they tell you like this drug and this drug is a bad reaction don't take them together and they give you something else if they did vaccines like that for kids based on their blood type their allergies what they can stand what they can't stand the chemical imbalance etc 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 if it were to be made like to fit your child i think it would be better but when you just get a bunch of vaccines together and just give them to everybody, that's when you have side effects like what she just said, like SIDS, asthma, food allergies, all this other type of stuff. Um, Like my son, he has somewhat of a blood disorder. He has a sickle cell trait. I know or knew someone with actual sickle cell. Now, what if I give my son this vaccine and that interacts with the medication like or there's some type of chemical imbalance and then this vaccine triggers that and then that's where you have like autism ADHD things like that my little brother who's adopted shout out to my mom because she's a saint for that but you know he's seven years old he has adhd he can't even control his behaviors and we're we believe that they're connected to vaccines because vaccines also trigger a chemical imbalance if you really look into the studies and look into the toxicity of the adjuvants and the additives, you realize that the safety studies are not proving safety at all. In fact, there are a lot of studies on the other side showing that a lot of the additives and vaccines are very toxic, especially to children who have very immature immune systems. So as I dug more into the safety studies and um, saw how flawed they were, it really raised a red flag for me and my son 
is now four and a half and he's vaccine free. And I really got um, motivated to get more into this fight when I realized the mandatory vaccination bills that were sweeping the country, over 138 states. And it's clear to me that it's, it's definitely about profit over public health. And one of the things that I know, it's about profit over public health. The pharmaceutical company, the government, it's all about money. It's all about making money. And I noticed that not only because she said it. Now, mind you, I just saw this video a couple days ago and she said some stuff that I had no idea about. So like I said earlier in the podcast, like I'm learning about it. I still have questions. It's still a lot of information that's out there for me to research on vaccinations um and just right now I just don't feel it in my spirit to to give my son any of these medications any of them um is that a lot of pharmaceutical companies have lost um blockbuster drugs they've lost their patent recently in the last few years so they're looking to make up their profit and vaccines because they have less safety studies less rigorous so therefore a lot less expensive to do and a lot less hurdles to get onto the market um, coupled with the fact that mar- um, pharmaceutical companies don't have any liability for vaccines in fact the only product in the u.s that has no liability so you cannot sue them if there's injury or death so There's no liability. You cannot sue them if there is injury or death. If something happens to your child after they take a vaccine, there's nothing you could do. You can't sue them for malpractice or anything like that because these vaccinations are experimental and they don't want to be held accountable if anything happens. So there was a lawsuit with the CDC about their um, the vaccinations link to autism. They lost the lawsuit, but the terms of the lawsuit were, you can't put on your website that vaccines don't cause autism. You can't say that they don't because there's no proof that they don't. So you can't say that they don't because there there could be a connection to vaccines and autism and all the other things that she named in this video. But they're not liable for it. They don't they don't have to take any responsibility when you go and get your child vaccinated and then there's a change in their behavior or they develop a behavioral disorder or a learning disorder. I don't think that's fair. Because if I want to give my child a vaccine, let's say, okay, he's going to start daycare. And let's say the daycare having vaccination is mandatory. Then I have to go get my son vaccinated. And then if something happens to him physically or, or mentally, then I can't hold these people responsible. That's not that's not fair. And that's not giving parents any kind of you know like yeah I'm gonna do this like no you know the word I'm looking for but yeah 
So you put those two things together, and what you have is vaccines as a pharmaceutical drug with the highest profit margin available. And if you make those mandatory and you keep increasing the schedule, um, it's basically using our children to profit off of. And the pharmaceutical company is using vaccines um, as a new driver for profit. And this is really what's behind the mandatory vaccination bills. So one of the things that I'm often asked is why do we not hear about this if you know this is true? And um, one of the things that I've found out in my research is that the US is one of only two countries in the world that allow pharmaceutical companies to advertise directly to consumers. And I'm sure we've all seen the media and advertisements um, for the pharmaceutical drugs. And what happens there is that it allows pharmaceutical companies to, um, to basically dictate what is shown to the media. Because when you are, when you give the media 30 to 40 percent of their advertising dollars, you basically control what they say. And there have been a lot of journalists and, um, and stories that have been censored including the CDC whistleblower that came out in the end of 2014, basically saying that the CDC has covered up data um, showing that the MMR vaccine does, in fact, cause neurological damage, a.k.a. autism. And As I was talking about earlier, the MMR vaccine, that's the measles, the mumps, and rubella, there's a combination of them. And I was asking um, one of my friends that I was talking to because his son is not vaccinated, never been sick, very active, plays sports and everything. If I wanted to get my son vaccinated with the measles and the mumps, would I be able to ask the doctors, can you separate those three things, the measles, the mumps? Can I, can I just ask for a measles vaccine? Or can I just ask for a mumps vaccine? Or can I just do measles and mumps, period? Because like I said, rubella was for if my baby was around a pregnant woman and not to get her sick. Like, I'm not going to vaccinate my child to save a pregnant woman. Like, that's ridiculous. So can I separate? And he was like, probably not. I can't ask for a specific vaccine. I will have to get it in that combination and that dose, which is known, not known, allegedly um, problematic to the child. Like she just said. So as a parent who wants to vaccinate their children, but, you know, don't want the side effects of what could happen because it's a gamble because it's like a it's a lose-lose situation could be a win-win situation but it's a lose-lose situation like I could vaccinate my child and he could get sick or I could not vaccinate my child and he could get sick so there you have a gamble where you want to vaccinate your children but then there's this this consequence or this this possibility that they may catch not catch they might get autism or ADHD and have all these learning disabilities or I could not vaccinate my child and then he's he or she is um susceptible sus, I can never say that word susceptible could catch 
the measles, the mumps, and the whole other situation. So it's, it's really not fair to parents to have to choose between my child getting sick or vaccinating my child and my child getting sick. It's not okay. And it, it, I'm like, it doesn't it doesn't feel right to me. And that's why I wanted to share the information with you guys because the more you know. Recently, there have been a lot of stories of different countries suing uh, vaccine makers for injury and death and even pulling vaccines off of the schedule, like Gardasil in Japan and Prevnar in China, rotavirus vaccine in France, and Spain has um, a lawsuit against uh, Merck for Gardasil as well. Pharmaceutical companies spend $18 billion annually marketing to... Uh Hold on. Gardasil is the vaccination for HPV. I know that name sound familiar because it used to be um, they used to make cooch wash and you're not even supposed to douche or do anything like that because your vagina is a self-cleaning organ but yeah they they make the the vaccination for HPV and like I said on the chart they're starting to do HPV at as soon as 11 years old after when it first came out I was 14 years old but there was a lot of side effects with that as well like this is a new vaccine for preteens and teenagers to um, HPV is human papillomavirus it only affects women if your son was to give a girl HPV, it's not going to affect him. She will get um, or could possibly get it causes cervical cancer. HPV causes cervical cancer. And if you and it, it also could affect you having children. So that's what um, HPV is. And they're starting it as soon as 11 years old. Like, I feel like they're trying to not only rush your children into having sex because that's more profitable as well. You got to go to the OBGYN and get your vaccine and. Yeah directly to consumers, so through mainstream media. Yet they spend six times that marketing to doctors through healthcare, health insurance plans, through educational conferences, through materials, through, um, through studies that are published in medical journals, all of these types of things. And what it really comes down to is that we have vaccines that have no liability for the manufacturers, very uh, little safety data, to say that they are safe and effective. And we have a lot of marketing going out there. So we have a very broken system. Our vaccine system in the US is broken. Our vaccine system in the US is broken. It needs to be fixed. Like I said, if they were to cater to every child individually and, um, you know, make sure that the those vaccines are safe for that particular child, it will probably make a lot of more parents, it will probably make a lot of parents more comfortable with their child getting vaccinated. But um, 
I'll post this video on my Instagram and um, you can watch it in full. It's like 15 minutes long. It, I didn't even play like all of it. So, and then it's like graphs and stuff that you can see in it. So, I mean, just do your research. Like I said, I'm not here to judge anybody. I'm just here to give you information. So if you want to look more into it, there's lots of videos on YouTube. Um, it's videos everywhere. And I really, really want to get Riza Islam on, on, on my show to talk more in depth about vaccinations because that's where I really started gaining information from his page. Um, so I want to try to get him on the show to really talk about it, but you know, just look into things like don't just take their word for it. Cause I realized that going into these wellness checkups, they only want to vaccinate your child. When I go take my son for his wellness checkups, his two, three, four, six month checkups, they weigh him, they they um, measure his head, they see if he's reaching milestones, like rolling over on his stomach like he's doing now. And then they ask you, well, do you have any questions? No, I don't. And they say, oh, well, I see you're not doing it. No, I'm not. Okay, well, make your next scheduled appointment in such and such and such. And then that's it. And they send you on your way. They, I feel like they really just do this for a year, these wellness checkups to, to vaccinate children. They say, oh, let's make sure he's growing and he's, he's weighing what he's supposed to weigh. Yeah, okay. Okay. So just make sure you guys, you know, talk about it amongst other parents. See what other parents are doing. Ask some advice if you don't know what to do. Like me, I'd be on the fence about a lot of stuff when it comes to these vaccines. Because I'm like, yeah, let's do the chicken pock one. And let's do the, the whooping cough one. And my son has been around so many adults. He hasn't caught any whooping cough or anything like that but it's just so many like I said they have like 50 something up of them so do your research and you know just make a decision based off of make a knowledgeable decision of what you're going to do if you're going to vaccinate your child or not if you're if you're not going to and they're going to be in school or whatever you can do um religious request like it's against our religion you gotta go to your health office and sign a paper and stuff like that and then they'll be able to go to school without vaccination you you'll be liable not the school or the daycare facility but just do your due diligence when it comes to your little ones because they're they're defenseless and they're helpless you're responsible for them and their health so like I said, it's a, it's a catch-22, honey. You lose or you lose. Either way, you just got to make the best decision. So we're going to get into some of our music. It's like the morning time Don't wanna wake up I just wanna stay in bed But if I'm 
next to you I'm looking forward to Just laying in this bed So I promise you'll never let go I don't want no one else So we should be chilling back Ain't nothing wrong with that So tell me that, tell me that Tell me I'm the best I am I'll be feeling like yes I am, I am You know I'm the best I am Be a fool and not take me as I am You're like the sweetest thing I know Like my favorite lonely song And I need you really bad Take me for granted You'll be regretting it Oh, I should be a last Oh, yeah Ooh, that never gets old Promise you'll never let go Grass ain't green nowhere else So we should be chilling back Ain't nothing wrong with that So tell me that, tell me that, tell me I'm the best I am. I'll be feeling like yes I am. I, you know I'm the best I am. Be a fool and not take me as I am. Tell me I'm the best I am. I'll be feeling like yes I am. I, you know I'm the best I am. Be a fool and not take me as I am.
Unapologetic J Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Michelle. We were talking about vaccines for the babies. Like I said, I'm not here to judge anybody. Whatever decision you make that you think is best for your child, go ahead and do so. But please be informed of the information that is out there that's, that's finally available to us. Because, you know, they done kept us in the dark for so long about so many things. Now the information is available. Um, watch as many videos as you can. Read as many things as you can. Um, if you come across words that don't make sense to you or phrases that don't make sense to you, do like I do when I read because I'm a big reader. I'm Googling the definition of everything because I want to know what I'm reading. Comprehension is key to affect the communication. So make sure you're reading and understanding because it doesn't make any sense to read if you don't understand it. Um, whatever you decide for your baby as a parent, that's your decision. You're not a whatever you decide for your for your baby is your decision because you're their parent and whatever you decide is fine. Period, because you the mama or the daddy. So we gotta we gotta go off of what you, what you feel is best for your baby. So don't feel bad about deciding or not deciding on vaccinations or whatever. Because I feel bad. Some some days I still feel bad. Some days I look at him and I'm like, oh my god, I want him to get shots because I don't want him to get sick. And then some days I'm like, hell no, I'm not giving him none of that shit. Because I don't want my baby to get sick. So it's it's like it's a roller coaster of emotions. You know what I'm saying? You just want to do what's best for your child and do the best you can for your baby. And that's where I'm at with it. I'm not. I'm still on the fence. Like as as much as I know and as much as we just heard, like I'm I'm legit still on the fence. Like I'm okay with some. I'm okay with some in time and I'm just like hell no to others especially that MMR shot situation you want to look into that you want to look into the lawsuit um with the CDC about um the connection with vaccines to autism it's it's just really important that you read up on everything you need to read up on before you decide to get your baby anything because now I'm in the process of introducing him to solid foods and so now i'm thinking about food allergies and i'm looking forward to seeing his faces when he tries certain stuff but i'm also thinking about food allergies i don't want him to get sick what's gonna happen like you always worry as a parent and that's why i never wanted to be a parent because i used to just be like damn i feel like that's just like a constant worry like everything they do you're just gonna be like oh my god Oh my gosh. So it's like, you know, I'm 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 still on vaccines, but now I'm moving into solid foods and you know, we starting with bananas and and oatmeal cereal instead of rice cereal because they said it was arsenic in rice. You know what I'm saying? Like I Google and read everything that I possibly can. Everything is so different from when I was born in 1982. So just just you know, we just got to do the best that we can. Um, shout out to Room Service Radio for having me. 
Unapologetic Day Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Michelle. Follow Room Service Radio LV on IG and Facebook. Every time somebody has a show on this platform, it goes live on Facebook. Make sure you try to follow them so you can tune in. So we have a variety of shows. You have mine, you have hip hop shows, you have sports shows, you have gospel shows, you have a drinking show. You got all type of shows. Make sure you check into Room Service Radio. I can hear you. Make sure you check into Room Service Radio, Room Service Radio LV on IG and Instagram. Um, IG and Instagram. That's the same thing on IG and Facebook. <laughs> on IG and Facebook. Follow me, Unapologetic J. That's Unapologetic with a G, not a J. With a J, not a G. The Jameson is kicking in. Okay. Unapologetic J with a J, not a G, because a lot of people misspell it. Or you can follow me on my personal page, J Michelle22. That's J-A-E, not J-A-Y. Thank you. Um, DM me any topics that are important to you and that you want to talk about. Let's talk about it. I'm here to talk about, you know what I'm saying, the things that people don't want to talk about. Because we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. I'm going to have guests on here. Um, my homegirl, Stacey Lane, is coming on here in a couple of weeks. She's going to talk about her sex consulting. She used to, She's a former porn star. It's my girl. I love her to death. She's going to be here in a couple of weeks to talk to us. So, you know, just stay tuned in to Room Service Radio Help. Yeah, follow me on Instagram, follow me on Facebook, same name, Unapologetic J. With a J, not a G. Stay unapologetic. I'm out.